0: Yeah Folks, welcome back. Episode 49 of Good Clean Sports. Back with the crew, your boy Mike Lowe, Goose Johnny. How y'all doing this evening?
1: Splendid, splendid. How you doing, Mike Love? It's another day, another dollar. You know, LeBron uh, Torage victory, so a good day. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, I want to bring that up. So um where in fact did you get the
0: origination for the name LeBrontourage?
1: Um I can honestly say that I did not uh, create this name. Uh but no, I, I, I was like wondering. It. I was wondering. I think our captain Jeremy created it. So. And
0: and what
2: is this LeBronturage team? That you're discussing
1: about. Um, It's our intramural team uh, Here at NC State It's me, Deuce uh, Your boy Cam In the back of the stew right Let's now Say what to the fan, Cam Hey, what's up? Good,
2: clean listeners
1: And how much you average, Mike? Oh, one and a half But uh, I average a, a lot of team around One points. and a half rebounds, right? <laughs> no, no points Oh, points? <laughs> nice
0: Okay, but I asked this Because you know that That's been the name of our Manager IM League team For the last three years, correct?
1: No, I did not know that mm, I didn't Interesting Okay, alright I was making sure I didn't know if you ripped the name or not
0: it's okay though. LeBron's good enough to where everyone can use that name. It's okay. Hey,
1: you know, and this podcast is sponsored by Bud Light. Well, not really, but I'm I'm in the studio drinking. Mike so I might as Mike well be. is sponsored by Bud Light. I should be Bud Light. If you hear this, it's either me or Post Malone. I don't know who drinks more Bud Lights, but I think I. You can catch us on any social media at Good Clean Sports. That would be for your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, Snapchat, even. Uh, go follow us at Good Clean Sports. If you want to hit us with an email, send it at GoodCleanSports at gmail.com.
2: And guest interview for this episode is longtime NC State baseball coach Elliot Avent, a.k.a. the master of the spin move. <laughs> on This week on the episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the, the NBA All-Star break this past weekend. We all kind of had our takes, you know, Pete's a big LeBron guy, so he's excited about the the uh, all-star MVP, yes, LeBron Turaj. We have some second-half NBA predictions, and we got some weekly shout-outs on deck. Yes,
0: sir. Like you said, weekly shout-outs on deck. Dude, you want to start them off? This is
2: an awareness shout-out. I got to give a shout-out to Fergie for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing up, I was a huge Black Eyed Peas fan. Huge. Um, listening to her made me never want to listen to a song again from them. I love the music videos. Don't get me wrong, but damn, she was bad. You know yeah. what?
1: Uh, Coach, I want to say you probably started going down the wrong path when you became a huge Black Eyed Peas fan. Ooh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Black <laughs> Eyed Peas Hold on, damn. yo. yo.
0: <laughs> Black Eyed Peas, Ella Funk,
2: Monkey Business. Black Eyed Peas fifth grade, that was like, I mean, that's when I was bumping at the North Hills dance parties, boys.
1: Uh, Hell yeah, Black Eyed Peas is legendary.
2: <laughs> yeah, shout out to
1: Fergie. You rock. <laughs> uh, my first weekly shout out goes to my fantasy basketball team, the Kent Blazemores. Uh, We are positioned nicely for a playoff spot. Uh, We need one more game-clinching win, or, you know, the teams behind me could lose. You are like, fifth, Mike. I'm fourth. What are you talking about? Fourth in a 12-man league. Get out of my face. You're seventh. Don't don't come (laughs) talking to me. I'm tied for sixth. Tied for sixth with a lower point, so you're seventh. Your teams You got a nice team You got the Greek
2: freak You you rely on him too much If he gets banged up So does Milwaukee He he did say in the news He did say in the news He's been playing too much So I'm saying I'm just saying Be careful Be careful You're speaking a little too early We still got two weeks To the playoffs But best of luck to you
1: I'm gonna make the playoffs
0: Bro the Greek freak Is 23 years old It's not possible To play too many minutes Dog What are you talking
1: about Big facts LeBron's not even saying He's playing too many minutes Like that The man's 33
2: Yep Sounds like you got some potential team chemistry problems coming up.
0: (laughs) Nah, my three all-stars are sitting nicely. Hey, shout out to Roger Federer for being 36 years old and just getting back to number one in the world. Oldest man ever to be number one in the world, Roger Federer. Goat, folks.
2: Let's go. He is a goat. Wait, who's better, Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal? Roger
0: Federer, because he's been more consistent. Nadal was really good, but he kept getting hurt.
2: Do we even put Djokovic in there, or is he not even in discussion?
0: Same thing, like when he's at the top of his game, yeah, you can put him up there with the greatest, but you can't because of consistency. Federer is just a goat. Okay, fair enough. Weekly
2: shout-out number two goes to Matt, aka Q, for actually being in the bank while I was robbed this past week. Mm. He had no idea what was happening. We we tried to get him on the show, but he uh, he's actually not allowed to discuss the, uh, the robbery right now. Apparently, the guy's still on the loose. I've heard rumors that he actually might have got caught, and his last name's <laughs> but there's no relations, right? <laughs> no relations? I got to give a shout-out to Q. Wish we got him on the show, but maybe we'll get him on next week.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, after the guy gets caught, he can come out public about his statement or with his statement. Uh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. But my uh, second weekly shout-out goes back to the LeBron Taraj for having two straight Mercy Rule wins. Last week, we beat a team by 50 with five minutes left, and they had to call the game. And this week, we were up, I think it was like it was 25-plus. It was probably like 30 with two minutes left. Let's so. go.
0: Yeah. So you're that team that everybody hates.
1: Yeah, we've thrown lobs off the backboard and whatnot. So, so you're that month.
0: team that posts the scores on podcasts after every game.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: my second shout-out goes to GCS alum, Broughton alum, Devontae Graham, averaging 17 points, 6 boards, 6 assists, and 1 turnover per game in the last month, folks. Mm. In the running for Wooden Player of the Year, one of the best teams in college basketball. Shout-out to him.
2: Cash or Pass, Kansas is a Final Four team this yes. year.
1: Oh, uh, that's tough. I'm going to go pass. Slight pass. I think they'll make it to the, definitely sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
3: I am the greatest. 15 times I have told the clown what round he's going down, and this jump ain't no difference.
0: All right, folks, joining us on episode 49 of Good Clean Sports is longtime head of the NC State baseball program, Elliot Avent. Coach Avent is the all-time winningest coach in NC State. Appreciate your time, Coach. How you doing?
3: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Doing great. So you were in the building when we interviewed Coach Doran a while back, and we got his take on this answer, so we got to ask you, just to be fair, you know, two sides of every story. Yeah. Who wins in a fight or a wrestling match? You, Coach Doran.
3: I'd say Dave Dorn wins in about six seconds. Wow!
0: Oh, wow!
3: Yeah, that's how long it'd probably take him to knock me out. You ever seen him up big and strong? That guy
2: is. <laughs> he is, but I've he, seen. He
3: hugged me. He hugged me one time when we scored a touchdown against Clemson, and I was in the end zone with our team getting recognized. And he came down when he first got here, and he knew I was so excited. He came up, picked me up, and hugged me. Oh and my! My back.
0: <laughs> Golly! What yeah. about your spin move, though?
3: Well, I might can get away from him, but you said if we're toe-to-toe. Yeah, That's true. If we're toe-to-toe, can I get away from him? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So, Coach Avent, uh, Major League Baseball has been known to have issues with teams stealing signs. Uh, is stealing signs an issue at the college level?
3: Yeah, it's a big time. Yeah, actually, we spend way too much time working on it, which you got to make sure you don't spend too much time working on that. You, you can be working on something uh, – more productive and sometimes it can get in the, in, in the players heads because a pitcher may think they're stealing our signs or I'm telling you it's, it's, a, it's in the last 10 years it's been really big I think Miami invented it and uh, and uh, then uh, since then it's just been everybody is pretty good at it and a lot of teams spend a lot of time on it so you got to really be protective and make sure they're not uh, getting your signs
2: where do they usually steal the signs? Is it usually guys on base that uh, have a good angle? F- what the catcher's calling, or where do they usually ha- get these uh, these these signals?
3: Well, you know, the guy from second base can, can pick him up from the catcher, or sometimes the pitcher himself can tip it uh, from something he does with his glove—a movement in his glove, uh, finger outside the glove on a certain pitch. It's uh, it's all kind of ways. So they look everywhere, and some people try to steal it from the The coach, uh, the pitching coach, delivering the sign to the catcher. You'll have guys down in the bench charting everything they do until they figure out some kind of system. So, you know, a lot of teams spend a lot of time at it. We don't spend that kind of time, but we do spend a great amount of time just making sure more. we spend more time protecting ourselves than we do actually stealing the sign.
0: So, Coach Avent, you're obviously a baseball guru, so I wanted to ask you this question. So people like Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez have obviously been caught up in some drug use, you know PEDs. What is your opinion on guys like that getting into the Hall of Fame?
3: Well, you know what? I guess everybody can have an opinion, but for me, the guys that really should have an opinion are the guys that played the game at okay. that level or close to that level. That I think their opinion, you know, probably carries a little more weight. But uh, it's there is so much just different things, you know since the time that I came along to Christopher, since the time your daddy played in in college and pro ball, just the whole thing has changed. So to say this guy's cheating with uh, certain things, but this guy isn't cheating. I mean, I, for me, one, like I said, I shouldn't really have an opinion, but you ask, because it's more about the guys that I think played the game at that level. I would value their opinions more, but, uh, to let one guy in and not let another guy in, when who knows is really doing what? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's right. So I know one thing: if if it was up to me to give, you know, Rafael Palmero, Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens, uh, Barry Bonds, they got my vote. I can tell you that.
2: Fair enough. How often do you keep in touch with former stars like Carlos Rodon and Trey Turner?
3: Actually, I was just with Carlos, uh, Trey. Uh, Luke Barone and Brett Austin down in Costa Rica. Carlos just got married over the New Year down in Costa Rica, and I really? went down to the wedding, so I was with those guys for about three or four days. That was a lot of fun. Brett Austin is here working out every day. Carlos is—he's in spring training now, but he was working out in Indiana, and then uh, Trey's working out down at, uh, near West Palm Beach, where he's from, uh, near Jupiter. And um, but those guys come back here to train. Preston was back here training, so I saw him. And uh, Andy Cosgrove and Logan Ratledge, and so many guys are back here preparing. Tim Naughton. So you see these guys all the time, but uh, you mostly keep up with them through text. And, and uh, you know, Trey and I, Carlos and I, we text each other quite a bit.
2: Where's that Trey Turner, Carlos Rodon, Brett Austin team rank in your all-time teams NC State?
3: You know what, Christopher? I loved every team I've ever coached here at NC State because I loved NC State. I had to put you on the so spot. Every team, every team, has meant so much to me. It's hard to that my first year here with that team with Chris Combs and Scott Lawler, Ooh. Tom Sergio, just mm-hmm. all those guys. You know, I fell in love with that team, and we've stayed close through the years. So it's just kind of that's really kind of neat. But I'd say that team that that took uh, they took us to the College World Series. In 2013 I'd, I'd have to say Obviously
1: that's a very special team Alright coach I got a really serious question here uh, What's the secret To your lightning quick spin move Do you go out and work On uh, you know, foot drill Speed drill Or is that just natural athleticism
3: No I have, I have Very little athleticism At my age I have whatever little I have Compliments I ever got, and uh, because he's always been one of my heroes. I love watching him play and compete. And uh, but uh, the spin move—if any practice I get from walking my dog, (laughs) my dog is always walking on one side of the telephone pole, and I got the leash in the other side, so I have to spin to make sure I get on the right side, so he doesn't wrap, she doesn't wrap around the pole. I
0: respect it. You got the eye of the tiger. So, Coach, um, when you're out there, you know, you know, slightly disagreeing with an umpire on a call, you don't have to give us verbatim what the dialogue is like, but what kind of goes into those heated conversations?
3: Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it can be different things. I mean, actually, I'm friends with probably, good friends with probably 75% of the umpires, and you see them all the time, and you build a relationship, and you go out and you get the things off your chest, and they know you want to do it like I did with John Haggerty, the other day on the infield fly oh, yeah. call and uh, then you talk the next day and it's over. But uh, that's the way it's always been. When I was at New Mexico State, I had three good friends, Doug Eddings, uh, Tony Randazzo, and Mike Everett, who are all in the big leagues now and have been in the big leagues for several, several years, many years. And that's the way it was. You, you argue some things out on the baseball field and then that at night you wind up in the same restaurant <laughs> and the guy buys your uh, a drink or something. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is uh but you talk about different things uh, the close call at first base the other day I just went out and asked the guy what he saw and he saw the kid make a great play which I knew right then he got caught up in the great play and not what he saw at first base so you kind of just go back with some things like that and, and get them thinking more than anything and and then hopefully maybe they they think about it understand they made a mistake and uh you may get a call in that game or down the road and the other thing is uh a lot of times you, you protect your players. You have to protect your players who always feel like they're safe at first. They always feel like they made a pitch, and you protect your players, and uh, and because they're the ones that are giving you everything they got, and playing hard for you.
2: Oh yeah. Well, we're one week into the season, and I'm not gonna ask what your prediction is, but what do you think is the ceiling for this year's NC State baseball team?
3: Yeah, I I, I never make those kind of you know people ask me all the time. I actually talk to our team. About it Today we we had light practice. We talked about some things. I said people are always asking me whether walking the dog in the grocery store or at Chick-fil-A. They're saying, How, you know, how's your ball club going to be? And I said I'll let you know about middle of March and of March because people are defining roles right now. They're showing us um, what they can contribute to the team. They're kind of telling us what their role is right now by the way they're playing. And uh, it's way too early with the short amount of time we have when they get here for spring semester and when we open up it's way too short a time to try to figure that out so i don't know how good we're going to be i know we're a little thin and pitching and uh and i know we got a lot of freshmen playing but i know we got a lot of veterans back too with a lot of heart and uh, they know how to win so it's going to be an interesting year but nothing that i'm going to put a prediction on all
1: right coach uh i got to pick your brain on this real quick uh with Giancarlo going to new york What's your prediction on this year's Yankees team, now that they have Giancarlo, uh, Gary Sanchez, and Aaron Judge?
3: I don't know, but I'll tell you what. They talk about murderers Row with the Yankees at 27. Um, and uh, there was a stretch of players you just couldn't pitch to, and the Yankees could very well be that. They could be murderous Row. Ooh. But uh, you got a lot to play. That's the beautiful thing about this game. No matter what it looks like on paper, you got to go out and win. There's always surprises. There's always disappointments, And it's just a hard game to play. Uh, a lot of people have said hitting a baseball is the number one hardest thing in, in sports. Um, and it may be true. For hit, Hitting a golf ball is tough for me. <laughs> Let's now, go. I think driving around Daytona Raceway at 200 miles an hour with people side by side. I just came home in Raleigh. We had an early, quick practice. I just drove home from Raleigh. And it was tough getting around traffic there. Um and for me, so driving a race car would be difficult. But uh, hitting the baseball, a lot of people say is the most difficult thing. So it looks like Murder's Row, and I'm sure it's going to have a lot of good days. But like I said, you still got to go out and do it.
0: Well, Coach Aven, as you mentioned, the season's just getting underway. We know you're very busy, but we cannot thank you enough for spending a couple minutes with the Good Clean Sports crew. We'll have to get you back on again, Coach. Thank you again.
3: Oh, come on anytime. It's always good. You guys are great guys. I've got to know you. You've done a good thing with this podcast. And anytime I can talk to my godson, I'm more than uh, more than
2: happy. Thanks coach. Also, keep in mind, <laughs> Phillies are making the wild card this year.
3: Uh... I hope they do. I hope they do just for you and your daddy. I hope they do. <laughs> Let's bye. go. Right.
2: Talk Thanks. to you later. You Thank guys. you. See
3: you. Right, bye bye.
2: Let's get right into it. This past weekend, we had the NBA All-Star break. I just got to get y'all's takes. What do you guys make of the whole weekend? You know, they have a full week off. And and how do you guys like... What's your favorite event?
0: My favorite event will always be the dunk contest. But I love the All-Star game now that they actually play defense, thanks to LeBron. But... Kevin Hart, your skit, <laughs> you and Rob Riggle need to be canceled. You guys are not funny. You're lame. You're stale. You need to get over it. We need somebody like Dave Chappelle doing the intro next year. Somebody way better than you, Kevin Hart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought the halftime show was really good though. Well, I thought was the with, halftime uh, was good. And Migos. Yeah. The show. I thought they that was t- better than the Super Bowl's halftime show for real. Really? Yeah. or yeah. yeah. pass. Cash
2: or pass. See, I'm a Justin Timberlake fan, but I did see that he got you know negative feedback and positive. It was a little. All over the spectrum, I've but only heard I nah, I love the JT halftime show. I'm not gonna lie. The the dress what he was wearing,
1: a little suspect, a little questionable. Yeah. But dude, how can you beat JT, man? Come on now. I don't know, but the all time greatest event, and it always will be the greatest event of All Star mm-hmm. Weekend, is the Skills challenge. non playing. Really? <laughs> no, oh, I was I'm about to say play. said nobody ever. <laughs> no, but it's definitely the Skills contest. challenge. Though? Oh, my my All Star Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, shout out to the Kent Blazemores. Shout out to you if you actually are listening
0: to this and know who Spencer Dinwiddie is. <laughs> yeah,
1: fact. Um, uh, for sure. But the dunk contest, undoubtedly, it will never, no other dunk contest will ever touch the 2016 Aaron Gordon Levine, you know, going at it 50s, uh, posted across the board for each guy. Nothing will beat that, but this year's wasn't bad. I would say it was okay.
2: I was a little disappointed in the I dunk was contest because. I thought the the best dunk was Dennis Smith's second dunk, and then all of a sudden he's eliminated. Like, I yeah. wanted to see more. Yeah. I need to see more DSJ. What if they went to three
0: dunks each? Would I that, would would that not, take
2: too long? No, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think guys got to start getting penalized for missing dunks. I you agree. Yeah, I you agree. miss a dunk. Yeah, I I'm sorry. Even if you miss one or two dunks and you get the dunk the third time, you I don't care how good it is. You, kinda,
0: you, you made it a little stale. That's a good point because literally the purpose of the dunk contest is to make the dunks, and you can't even do that. Yeah, all right, I see it. I I think a third dunk in the first round would be nice. It would be. It would give a better law of averages because, like you said, Dennis got a 50 on that between the leg, inverse, left with the flush, but then.
2: And we need some qualifications for who can be a – to who DJ be. Khaled. DJ Khaled, get the heck yeah, out of here! Okay. How how are they getting the judges? This like, what's the panel, selection process this like? This year's
1: panel was so bad. Like, none of these dudes were hoopers. None of them could really appreciate like the skill it took to do these dunks or how high they had to fly or how much they had to have hang time. Like, nobody could really appreciate them. You had DJ Khaled, never touched a net in his life. Mm,
2: yeah, I saw the guy dribble. He dribbles kind of mm-hmm. like uh, who's he dribble
1: like? Uh, he dribbles like Cam. Oh, <laughs> DJ Kelly Oh, so, Damn.
2: so would y'all say the NBA uh, All Star format is the best in all of sports in America?
1: It's definitely better than the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Pro okay, Bowl's we can right. we can knock that out. Yeah. We can knock that out. No I one watches that. Garbage. But I'm just gonna concede
0: like, baseball because yeah, I know that's what you're gonna say. I, I,
1: I was gonna say I, I lowkey do like the baseballs All Star Weekend, the MLB's All Star Weekend. Oh, I the think best. the the home run it has got to be one. It's one of the most unmatched. It's the uh, best. Events. I, that or the dunk contest for me is one of the best events of all i Home Run Derby is better than a dunk contest,
2: the, I think. Look, the Home Run Derby, in what? my opinion, is more consistent. Like, every year, I'm ready to watch it. Every year, I'm ready to watch the dunk contest, but sometimes I get let down a little bit. Sometimes
0: you got freaking Gerald Wallace doing like a one-pump just dunk, dunk in like, what, yeah. 2005 what was that? it? Was
2: yeah, I mean...
1: But then again, you know. got dudes flying from the free throw line, jumping on over mascots on hoverboards in 2016. The, the thing with the that's dunk true. contest
2: is though, every year it gets harder and harder to come out with some stuff that because somebody has never seen yeah, before. True. When I see dunks I've never seen before, I'm wild. But when I see, you know, somebody try to replicate something from Vince Carter, but maybe they did it a little bit more athletic, it's like no, I've already seen it. Yeah. That's hard to
1: do. It's hard to out athlete
2: Vince Carter. That's true. I don't know. Uh, any any vote getters for uh,
0: the the MLS All Star Break? I don't even know what they do. NHL? Um. NHL. Give me Jeff Skinner, baby. Hometown <laughs> <laughs> kid. Uh, <laughs> it's like give me Zidane Chara. He's six nine without skates on, so he's probably like seven foot with skates on. Yeah.
1: So it's been weird not having you know basketball the past couple days, but. It starts up tomorrow, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, after All-Star break, who is your front runner to win the championship if you had to not say the Warriors?
0: Cavs. in discussion. Cavs.
1: You like the new look Cavs.
0: I love the new look Cavs. You reinvigorated the best player in the world in LeBron. He's going to win MVP. That's my second bold take. He's going to win MVP this year over James Harden. Just wait on it, folks.
2: Uh, Houston Rockets. I'm with you. Houston. I'm with you. When they're at full health with James Harden and Chris Paul, then you got Clint Capella out there. On your fantasy team, he really does benefit playing with those guys. <coughs> That's the second-best team in the game.
0: They won't get past the Warriors, though. They can't play defense. They str- James Harden struggles every year in elimination games.
2: Shoot, with the way OKC's playing, they might not get past them. I'm saying. Yeah.
0: The Western And the Spurs, you can't sleep on the Spurs. But you did a Lies hypothetical. You, you
2: said Golden State, if they're not to win it, then who's it gonna gonna going to be? Yeah. It's going to be Golden State. It's going to be Golden State, in my opinion. It's going to be Cleveland.
0: Do you really think
2: so? Yeah. He thinks Cleveland this every seven. year. He thinks whatever team Cleveland LeBron seven. is on
1: is going to win. No, I actually
0: predicted the Warriors last year. But Cleveland and Seven, when Kevin Love comes back, gives them an extra boost. Mm.
1: They got to get that chemistry putting Caleb in. It just doesn't magically click. You so know, that's when
0: you have LeBron on your team.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what they, everybody said about IT, too.
0: IT is not LeBron, and he's literally half of
1: LeBron. I know, but I'm saying they thought it would click with IT. It doesn't always click. I mean, it should. Hypothetically, it should. Because Kevin Love's not going to really mess up that much flow on the offense, He's pretty much just sits in the corner and camps or sometimes gets it on yeah, the block. I hate on my man Kevin Love, man. I'm not, I, I like, so like Kevin with Chris
0: Bosh, from 2011.
1: I like Kevin Love. He's a bucket.
2: Hey, the new NBA All-Star Game format, Team LeBron versus Team Steph, cash or pass oh. on this new establishment of the captain selecting the teams?
1: Hard cash. Hard cash. I think it made it more chippy. I think it made it more like a real pickup game because you're going against guys in your own conference, too, that you see a lot. So it gives somebody, you know, if we split the series 2-2, uh, I get a chance to, you know, go at this guy again and, you know, get that tiebreaker in the series or something. Or if we played him three times and I lost twice, you know, I get a chance to, you know, kind of tie it up in my head. I don't know.
0: I'm cool with it, but you can't release the names of when you drafted them. That's terrible because, like, uh, Marcus Aldridge got drafted last and they, of course, asked him about it, and that's just not something an all-star should have asked of them.
2: Yeah, I'm skeptical about televising the draft because that would be – Awesome. Great entertainment. I'm sure everyone will watch it. Awkward but as hell. If if it's behind the closed doors and we don't know, then I feel like the two captains can be more honest. If they don't like a guy, they're gonna they're probably gonna draft him last. Yep. And and when you're when it's televised, well it let's say Westbrook's still available. They might feel more forced to draft him ahead even if they don't want to have him on their own team.
0: I would draft both of you over Russell Westbrook for an all-star team draft. He's the worst player you could possibly have your superstars you. play with. I'll take Goran Dragic over Westbrook. Wow. <laughs> in an all-star game, I literally would. Wow. I'm just messing. I would. Um, yeah. Any bold
2: predictions? We got any bold predictions in here for NBA uh, second half? You're over there, Fienden, over there, Mike. I think
1: I have a bold prediction. I think Milwaukee gets to the, the Eastern Conference Finals. depending yeah. that That's only if they don't see Cleveland first. I think they have a deep run and surprise people. Okay.
0: You already got mine. LeBron's going to win the chip in 7. games. <laughs> that's literally what's going to happen, <laughs> folks. If you want to bet me, hit up the Gmail, we can talk business. <laughs> All right, I I got
2: to I got to be on the Lonzo train. Okay. I think I think Lonzo comes back healthy. I think Levar Ball simmers down a little bit. He gets out of this crazy trade talk. I think he gets runner-up rookie of the year behind Donovan Mitchell. My bold prediction is Ben Simmons balls out, but he tweaks a hammy. He's out for the rest of the season.
1: Why? Lonzo Ball no.
2: runner up and the Lakers make the playoffs this year. They're you about seven crap. games back right now. You heard it first, Lakers making the playoffs. That's my bold
0: take. Okay, I'll accept everything you just said, except you know deep down that LeVar Ooh. Ball will never shut the hell up. Dig
2: I'm not back. saying I'm not gonna I'm
0: not saying he's gonna shut the hell
2: up. I'm saying he's gonna simmer down. He's gonna figure it out for the rest of the year. He's gonna lightly talk, he's gonna still be an entertainer, he but at the end of the day means. at the end of the day, he knows that Lonzo, his it's in his best interest for him to stay in LA instead of getting shipped off to playing in Detroit or Milwaukee.
1: First of all, LeVar Ball doesn't know what like simmer down means. He's either going full or going home. Like he doesn't if he gets behind that mic with those cameras facing him, you I don't care if you think you know, you don't know what this guy's about to say ever. He can try to tone it down and then it just snaps on him and he's back to saying some outlandish stuff.
2: Whatever, Lakers
0: making the playoffs,
1: you heard it first.
3: This year? Yes.
2: Hmm. Wow. <laughs> hey,
0: we didn't say bold for nothing though. That's true. Yeah. That's true. we didn't say italic predictions, you know. You got any other uh, that's a uh neck. You, you <laughs> got any other bold takes, peaks? Uh Anthony Davis averages 30 and 10 for the rest of the year without Boogie Cousins because he's hurt. Maybe like 28 and 8 to be more realistic, but 30 and 10 sounds a lot better.
1: I like that though. That's not unreasonable. He's he's a freak, but he only
0: averages like six uh, points in the fourth quarter this year, and that's like way last in the league. Boogie was like six in the league.
1: Yeah, that's rough. That's really rough. Um, Actually, I forgot what I was about to say.
2: Well, I got another one. Mario. Is it Mario Hazania? Hazania, yeah. Super Mario. Hazania is going to be averaging 20-10 and 10 second half. That's my bold Ooh. take for the Orlando Magic. They got a couple guys banged up, but he's going to be balling. Y'all heard it here first. Money. The European Kobe Bryant, they used to call him back in the day, Peaks.
0: I mean, that's all well and good, but, like, you know there's a young star on the Lakeland Magic G League team named Maverick Roan who's uh, going to come take that spot and yeah. drop
2: 20 a game. I hey. thought you were going to say Archie Gilwin. <laughs> I, I was going to say Rodney Purvis.
1: But. Oh. <laughs> hey, so here's the boldest prediction of them all. Okay. I think the Lakers finally come to their senses. Magic realizes. And make the playoffs, right? No. Maybe. If they do this, they might. They ship Line Zito off, get get whatever you want for him. Where's he going? And they just end up starting Alex Caruso. You you realize who you have <laughs> as your franchise guy. You got Caruso bringing the ball up. Whoa. What do you I mean, what else do you want? Right. You can put anybody around him. Well, you, you know, know you that know that. Well, this who's has been, been balling.
2: <laughs> Brandon Ingram's playing the point yeah, for the nice. Lakers. He has been bawling out. The Lakers have been playing their best basketball without Lonzo as of recent.
1: He dropped a forty piece on us in AU back in the day. It was rough.
2: What age group was this?
1: This we were probably sixteen. Sixteen under. Sixteen
2: under. So you kind—I of, mean, you got lanky Ingram.
1: No, he He's was really six seven and lanky. Yeah, yeah. At the he time,
2: forty p. Were you guarding him?
1: No, oh no, jeez, no.
2: That's what they all say <laughs> when they tell the story.
1: I mean, I'm sure we all tried to guard it him. It was it, it was matter. Joey,
2: the shooting guard, who was guarding him, wasn't
1: <laughs> it? <laughs> hey, Ben Ingram looks like an orc.
0: Tell me he doesn't, Cam. I know you're a Lord oh, of the Rings does. fan. Looks like a freaking.
1: You know what I saw on Twitter the other, or actually today? What'd you peep? Y'all know the guy. um, What's the dude from Wyoming, Josh Allen? Yeah. Threw it 50 yards on his knees from the 50-yard line and hit the goal pl- the, the upright.
2: So you're saying he's the next Jamarcus Russell.
1: He might be, but dude's got a cannon. I do know that. And you know what else I'm really hyped for? Who? On another football note, Johnny Manziel's comeback. I think it's real this time. I don't know why. I feel it. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. What? I just know it's real.
2: CFL? What sport? What?
1: CFL. He may start in the XFL, CFL. Okay. Um, then he makes his comeback back to the league. Really. The quarterback demand is very hot. That's more of a bold
2: take a... than Milwaukee getting to the Eastern maybe, Conference Finals.
1: Maybe. I think if he can put his head on his shoulders, he can be nice.
2: That's a. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a huge if. But uh, a big if it seems him. like the guy's making a little comeback. He's been making a couple hmm. public speeches out.
0: Yep. Hey, uh, tell me, if Manziel didn't play baseball, he couldn't be like a little Shane Victorino. Oh,
2: I was thinking more of a little Dustin Pedroia. (laughs) Jacoby Ellsbury. Chase Utley. Oh, Jimmy Rollins. Scott Kingery. Nomar
0: garcia (laughs) Parra. J.D. Martinez.
1: Kevin Rett. Juan Pierre.
0: (laughs) Trout Nixon. I just said Trout Nixon. Trout Nixon. Oh, shit. Well, folks, it's been a pleasure being with you once again for episode 49 of Good Clean Sports. LeBron dropped 49 on the Nets in the 2015 playoffs. If you were wondering, Mike, social media.
1: Uh, Yeah, you can find us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and Snapchat. At Good Clean Sports, I repeat for you, at Good Clean Sports. Go type that in the search bar and give us a follow. We'd love it and appreciate it. And you won't doubt it either, and you can send us an email at goodcleansports at gmail.com
2: and thank you so much to Elliot Avon for taking a little bit of your time they just kicked off the season they look like they're gonna be a potential college world series team let's get it
1: you know I really hope he's been working on his footwork I'm expecting some new moves out there <laughs>
2: you know we saw the spin move I'm expecting a little euro step I want a this euro year.
1: step a juke I want a uh, step back you know I want a, I want a the... damn stiff arm oh, the stiffy. a stiffy oh, a little Avon stiffy huh? Huh? a little stifferman oh <laughs>
0: Pause. Oh, pause this whole thing. Yeah. As Duciani likes to say from time to time. Hello, Mamba. It's Aldi.